Welcome to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness. We can't wait for you to hear today's episode, so let's get to it. Welcome, you guys, to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast. We are back. We are so excited to be back. So we actually have not gotten together and recorded for a while because this is the first episode we've recorded since launching together because we came up with the idea like, let's do a podcast. And we went and batch recorded a bunch of episodes to start and we're like, let's see how it goes. Let's see the response. And we have been overwhelmed to say the least by how many of you are listening and just like your response and the reviews and the comments and the shares. And we're just like so appreciative and excited about this community that's growing here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have been dying to record again because we loved it the first time we got together. And it was like before kind of crunchy was even a thing. It was just like, let's give it a go. Let's see how it goes. And now we're like, let's do this. So we have been just dying to get back together with each other and record and and we're just so excited. I think every other day one of us is texting each other like, so I'm really excited to record. When are you recording again? Like mm-hmm. I have so much to say. Like I just can't wait to be on the mic again because we truly enjoy it. Like we are having fun doing this. It's not yeah. like a chore or a job or a burden. We genuinely love it. It's fun girl talk, fun talking about all the health and wellness things together. So yeah, it's just been, it's been a journey. I feel like we've it hasn't been long either. Like we just recorded like not too long ago. Like it's only been out for a month now, but it feels like we've been doing this forever. Kind of. I know. And yeah, now we're like, so since Jensen does live like in Lancaster and I live like Punxsie area, it's like four-ish hours. So yeah. we can't be getting together every week, but we're like scheduled out all the way through summer of like how frequently we're getting together mm-hmm. like every couple weeks to record. So we're just, we're really excited and we wanted to thank you all. Um, The other thing is we wanted to give you a little update about some new podcast things we're going to be doing. So we have two new segments we're going to add on that should be kind of fun, kind of mix it up. So we are going to, one time a month, we're going to do a cringy or crunchy segment. And that is going to be Jensen or I or both of us, Um, just depends who's got what going on in their life (laughs) to do this, are going to try out like a crazy health and wellness trend that we like more than likely haven't done but we've heard about or someone's curious about. We're going to like give it a month. I mean, it doesn't mean we're going to do it every day, but we're going to try to incorporate it and then report back once a month on whether we think this thing was like crunchy, like we'd keep it, like incorporate it in our life if it was good for the time being, but we're like done with it or if it was cringy and we're like, do not try that. Like if it's something that's really not worth your time. So if you have any ideas of things you're like, I don't want to invest the money in that if it's going to be junk and it looks kind of out there for me and I don't know if I want to do it, send us a DM and just like tell us what the thing is you want us to try out and we're going to be your little uh, experimental <laughs> girls. Um, the other segment we're going to do is it's kind of going to be like a crunchy Q&A. Um, so we're going to have a link in our bio on Instagram now where you can go in and you can submit questions to us anonymously. And like they're a thousand percent anonymous. We cannot see who wrote what. And we want you to ask us your questions. So these could be like questions you're afraid to ask your doctor. Like why don't I poop frequently or why does my poop look weird or like I have pain when I have sex or it could be just like my husband's not crunchy what do I do or like how do I avoid seed oil just ask us your crunchy questions and we'll pick a few and like do a little Q&A and give some advice and we're not experts but we'll uh try to give you the best advice we can so just just a heads up for some new things coming. You're going to be seeing us in our story being like, submit your questions or give us ideas. Mm-hmm. So those should be coming on future episodes. Fun things in the pipeline. Yeah. Well, I'll hit you with my big life update. Yeah, I was supposed to ask. Sorry. No, I'm just like I'm back just, here sipping no, my water. No, I'm just like so excited to share <laughs> all this stuff. So I don't know if it, what episode I spoke about it on, but I told you all that I was getting chickens. So chicks have arrived they are in our possession they are actually now three weeks old the week we got them was wild 
I'll try to make this as brief as possible. So they were supposed to come Friday, Friday or Saturday. They were supposed to like hatch Wednesday or Thursday and then arrive Friday or Saturday. So we had like ordered food on Monday. Probably should have ordered it before, but ordered it on Monday was like, I had a plan to get this like big box. We already had like the heater and the food mm-hmm. and the water. So we had the food feeder, but we didn't actually have the food yet. So I was like, it'll be all ready by Friday. This is going to be great. And I was home for lunch on Wednesday. And Logan calls me. (laughs) And I'm like, hey, honey. And he's like, so the chicks are at the post office. You're going to need to go pick them up. (laughs) And I was like, oh, this is happening. You know, I've never had a child. And I hope that I never actually experienced this part of it. But I feel like you go into labor and your hospital bags aren't packed. That was what I related (laughs) to feeling. I was like, "Ah, I have to go. So I like go to, I'm go home. Except you're not going to have to push them out. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, definitely not to that degree. If only kids were just like, oh, it's time for labor. Go pick it up at the (laughs) post office. You don't have any of the labor. So I like go back to work and I walk into my boss's office and I'm like, so I'm going to need to work from home the rest of the day. I have chickens to pick up. And he just laughed. He's like, get out of here. And I was like, I need a big box. Oh, good boss. I know. Yeah, he's great. So we luckily have a lot of boxes at work. So I like find as big of a box as I can I'm like taking it down the stairs trying to shove it in my car my little car this big box I arrive at the post office and the post office lady was not nice I just want to say it's okay maybe she was having a bad day we all have them but apparently she tried calling Logan at like 7 a.m to say hey the chicks arrived she's sick of babysitting your chicks well apparently they arrived at like 5 or 6 a.m but he didn't answer and they left a voicemail and he just he sometimes leaves notifications unread, which is fine, but I guess that was an important one to not mm-hmm. leave unread. Same. It, I don't know if it's a guy thing or a Logan thing, but I will, like, text my husband, and, like, he's just laying there on his phone. He's, yeah, like, same. he's like, okay. I'm like, hello, it's Ignore me. me then. <laughs> um, so, anyways, they end up calling him back again around noon, and they're like, um, hey, you want to, like, get these chicks? And he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. My wife will be there to pick them up soon. Um, so I drive there, and yeah, the lady's not the nicest. She's like, well, I thought nobody was going to come get them. We were like, what are we going to do with them? And I'm like, okay, relax. I'm here. It's been like a few hours. And then she's like, well, I don't even have any identification. I don't even know if these are yours. And I'm like, you're right. I just randomly Keep showed up. Keep Seems just, like you want them so I just bad. randomly <laughs> showed up and said, hi, can I pick up the chickens that are addressed to Logan Crady? Yeah, okay. But luckily, she ended up giving me them. But it was wild, because I just hear her going to get them, and I just hear, like, chirping. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. Um, so she she hands me this box. It's not very big because they are so tiny. The box weighed like two pounds because they're just light as a feather, which was so cute. But I could just tell they like. They were just on a big trip. I know. And they needed cute food and babies. water. And they are probably cold. I'm like, so I'm like carrying this box down the street to my car and people are like walking by me and like hear this box like chirping. And I set them <laughs> on the seat next to me and I'm just like, girls, I'm going to get you home soon. It's okay. Um, I'm like hoping they're all alive. So, so I get home and I'm like also like going at like super fast speed because yeah. I'm like. I want to make sure that they get into, like, a safe environment as soon as possible. So I set up the box. I put their heater in there. I put some newspaper down. And then I, like, open the box. And they're just, like, all chirping and all alive. And they're really cute. Um, and I picked them each up and put them in. Um, and they were just really sweet and cute. And it was just a really fun moment. Um, but then I had to go get them food. So I had to run a tractor supply. And I was, like... I turn the heater on so they can... don't die when I know, I know. I put them... So I've turned the heater on because they, like, need to be, like, incubated in heat. Um, So apparently, like, when I got back, they were all under the heater. But at first, I'm like, I didn't hear any sound either. I'm like, yep, killed them. They're all dead. Yep, scorched them day one. (laughs) Who put me in charge of the chicks? But they were fine. They were just cuddled up under there. Um, Aww. We did have one die. It was really sad. Um... Only one, though, which, I mean, out of 23. So we got 23. We were giving two. Why 23 instead of, like, an even number? Well, we're supposed to get 22. They just threw in a funzy extra, I guess. So that's the one that died. That's like, the one that died, I know. It was just extra was for good the, Yeah, it was just an extra. I think maybe they think that one's going to go, so they just throw in an extra. But we had two friends that were taking, like, six each, so we were going to end up with mm. 10. So one of them, it was, like, two days later. Logan actually had left for a bachelor party, so it's just me, and I walk in, and I'm like, oh, that looks like a smushed chicken, and I'm like, I call him. I'm like, Logan, I think one of the chicks is dead. He's like, you have to pick it up. I'm like, I can't pick it up. I I can't touch you. Like, you you have to, and I'm like, okay, and I, like, took me, like, three minutes of courage of him, like, being like, Jensen, just do it. I'm like, okay, I'm fine. I can do it, and and he's like, try to revive it, and I'm like, what do you want me to do? Give the high CPR to this chick. Like, He's like, try to use give, your pinky nail. Like, try to give it water. So I'm like, 
dipping its head in water, like maybe it'll drink and run. <laughs> you're drowning it. <laughs> it was just sleeping. It was. And you're just <laughs> dipping it in water. The chick is this, drowning. This chick was long gone, and I felt so bad, and I was like so sad about it. So I just like put it in this little box and. Yeah, that was that. But other than that, they have been great since. They are growing so much. Um, their feathers are coming in, so it's like they're kind of like these really pretty colors now. I like stick my hand in and like peck my hand, Aww. but it's like they're like giving me. It doesn't hurt. Um, they poop a lot. I've had I clean their crate or boxes like twice, probably once a week, honestly. Um, I had to, we had to get another box to connect the big, because the one box was not big enough, so I, like, put a little tunnel, so, like, they, it's, like, a little, like, wow. home for them. They might never go to the coop I know, with how good they've got it. They have a really good life. But, yeah, they drink <laughs> a lot, eat a lot, poop a lot, but it's just fun to hear them, like, chirping, like, you can hear them from upstairs, and when you, every time I go to the garage, like, to leave, I, like, say hi to them, and I just, like, check on them, and Logan does the same. Logan's, like, so cute. He's just always, like, I have to go check on the girls. I'm, like... They are our girls. <laughs> try not, try not to get too attached. But your dog's um, like jealous. Now. Oh, the, oh, that was also Heavy. an issue. Sorry, was this it? is really long winded. Logan was like, we should take Bentley down to see the chicks, which he like didn't really know they were there. But then once he discovered they were there, he just wanted in the garage at all times. He was just like barking like crazy, like let me in, and I'm like, no, dog, like you mm-hmm. will eat this chicken, like please just. So I think he's yeah, you he's know gotten why he better. But for those first few days, he was just like crazier than normal. But. Uh-huh. Yeah, chickens are good so far. It's been about three weeks. Um, I mean, we won't have eggs till like end of summer, so it's still going to be quite the journey. We're building the coop next weekend, so hopefully they'll be out there sometime April May. Um, Who's building? You and Logan together? Um, Logan himself? Logan, I think. Um, our friend Aaron might be coming over to help build it. They're in like they've been talking about. It. Aaron's okay. very handy. Okay. Um, I was going to say, have either of you ever, like, oh, built anything? we're not, we're or not. Or together, because that's, like, a marriage growing We're not, we're not, he, we're not handy. We, that's a skill I want to work on. We just, and he would admit it to you. I'm not, like, bashing him. Like, we're just not, like, the handiest people. Uh-huh. And that's, you know what? We all have our skill sets, but I think it'll be good to have someone who's a little more better with tools help us yeah. out and... Yeah, hopefully I'm not doing a lot of it because I'm like, not. I'm not really a builder. I'm there to supervise. Thank you. I'll make. I'll make you guys lunch. Um. So yeah, that's the latest chicken update. More to report so on that. Exciting. But it is really exciting. It's really fun. I feel like I've been posting a lot about them. Mm-hmm. But people are like, we want all the chicken updates. I'm like, okay, I'm You're giving like, them I'm to you. Not a pro yet, guys. But I'm about to be. So stay we tuned. Are. Very exciting. We can't wait to hear more updates about Yay. the chickens. Yay. Okay. Well. With that being said, we are going to get into today's episode. Um, Today, before we start, I just do want to give a little disclaimer. We are talking about, as you can see from the title, um, overcoming disordered eating and a little bit about our journeys with this. Um, So I just want to make sure, like, for anyone listening that has struggled with this, is struggling with this, if there's potential for this to trigger you, like us talking about our past experiences with this or um, just in general, this episode, just turn it off. Don't listen. Uh, We don't want it to like negatively impact you. The Mm -hmm. whole intent in sharing this is we just want to be like really open and share our journeys here and, and kind of where we're at with them and, and how we've healed some and continue to be on those healing journeys. Mm -hmm. And we don't want that to do harm to anyone. We just want it to help other people along in their journeys and, and think that maybe they can relate but um yeah this could be triggering so just a little disclaimer that there's potential for that so with that being said we want to talk a little bit about like I said disordered eating our journeys with that so to kick it off we kind of just want to lightly touch on what we're talking about when we're saying disordered eating Mm -hmm. um because that's left open to a lot of I don't know people that could be a wide range like yeah So disordered eating essentially is any type of eating that includes restrictive, compulsive, irregular, or inflexible eating patterns. Mm -hmm. Um, So potential types of behaviors with that are like fasting, binge eating, um, self-induced vomiting, overuse of like laxatives, diuretics, enemas, um, steroid use, uh, diet pills, avoiding types of food or food groups skipping meals um not saying like if you do one of those you have a disordered Mm -hmm. eating issue just saying like those often can be types of behaviors found with disordered eating um 
disordered eating, there has been a lot that's played into it. It's not like it's something new. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's something a lot of people have struggled with at some point in their life. Um, or at least are aware of what it is. There's a lot of diet culture that surrounds us. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, in from the time we're young in marketing, in just the culture around us, in maybe the way we're parented, in the things we see like in magazines or on TV or with celebrities. Um, and just the way we raise our kids. I think the, I mean, and Jensen and I both don't even have kids, mm-hmm. but I think the, the goal would always be to to do better mm-hmm. and to use our learned and lived experiences to help all our children in the world, mm-hmm. not just our individual mm-hmm. children, feel better and do better and not have the same struggles we did. And I think that's that's everyone's hope as a parent, hopefully, yeah. or as someone who's getting older for the younger generations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, disordered eating is something that really does plague a lot of people. I have a few stats I want to share real quick before we kind of get into more of our stories and stuff. And I'm not like ever going to like hit you with a ton of stats on this podcast, but I think these are kind of important because they're wild. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's crazy when you hear this. So um, this is all stats from the National Association of Anorexia Nervosis and Associated Disorders, ANAD. Um, it's like the abbreviation for that organization. And so overall 9% of the population have some sort of eating disorder. 42% of first to third grade girls want to be thinner and 81% of 10-year-old children are afraid of being fat. 46% of 9 to 11-year-olds are sometimes or very often on diets. In a college campus survey, 91% of women admitted to controlling their weight through dieting. And lastly, 35 to 57% of adolescent girls engage in crash dieting, fasting, self-induced vomiting, diet pills, or laxatives. That's absurd. So, I mean, like, that's almost 50% for mm-hmm. all of those. And the first to third grade girls, 9 to 11-year-old girls. It's heartbreaking. of girls on college campuses. And this isn't isolated to just women. I mean, there are men that struggle with this too. But I think those those stats just show like there is something culturally with girls going on Mm -hmm. that there's this fixation on our bodies and diet and our size. And I think it's always been a thing. Like, I mean, there's been so many, mm-hmm. like, it's been, like, there was Twiggy, who was a model That's exactly back then. exactly what I was going to say, yeah. Like, there's been, and there's been times where it's been good to be stick thin. There's been times when it's good to be more curvy. So I feel like that's always been evolving. But one thing that is really more prominent now than in the past, you know, if you wanted to see a model, you would get a magazine or you would look mm-hmm. in those. Maybe you'd pick it up once a day or something. Now, with social media, you can be scrolling all day, all long, and just seeing these girls with perfect body, like quote unquote perfect bodies, or mm-hmm. these fitness influencers or influencers that look perfect, and you constantly have that at your phone all the time. So the comparison is not just when you pick up that magazine, like in the olden mm-hmm. days. It's truly could be hours upon hours each day that you're filling your brain with how you think your body should look, and you're comparing to people that are like face tuned and photoshopped sometimes. Or it's all about angles. Like they're taking their best angle. You're not up on social media posting your worst picture. You're looking for the best one to post. Mm -hmm. Well, so is everyone else. Also, these people that have had surgeries to make them look that way. And not that like they're at fault for not disclosing Mm -hmm. that or like getting a surgery or something. Like that's their choice. But then these other people comparing themselves without like a disclaimer of like, hey, this isn't the real version of me you'd see in person. Mm-hmm. Like, this has been photoshopped or, like, photo-touched. Mm-hmm. You're comparing to something that's maybe an unrealistic standard. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, like you said, it's just everywhere now. And, and like, yeah, it used to be, like, say, like, Twiggy. And, like, you'd see it on a magazine. Then I feel like it in the early 2000s, like, it was, like, the culture was, like, to be really thin and, like, mm-hmm. the low-rise jeans and everything. And I feel like it kind of pendulum to the other mm-hmm. side where, like, you had, like, the Kardashians mm-hmm. and, like, people wanted, like, the big butts and everybody mm-hmm. was getting BBLs and, like, all this stuff. And now you're seeing those same people, like, the Kardashians. It's rumored they're on, like, 
diet pills mm-hmm. right now and they're getting thinner and thinner. And so it's kind of swinging back that way. And I think another thing is like TikTok right now is a huge thing. There's so much diet culture on TikTok, mm-hmm. even like the stuff that's supposed to be positive, like the gym culture of mm-hmm. like, these are the workouts or this is how I got abs or, or what like I, what I eat in a day. And then it's day. like, ooh, an apple. I'm good till lunchtime. Like <laughs> things like that that are can be really toxic to girls just like trying to figure out yeah. their own healthy Inundating habits. Yeah. with just constant info of what other people are doing, creating like that comparison mm-hmm. game. Um, so yeah, I think that's just kind of like you know, a little bit about what we're going to be talking about when we're talking mm-hmm. about disordered eating and kind of gives some perspective to, like, this is a pretty big problem in yeah. the U.S. Like, um, it is. So, with that said, Jensen and I both have our own very interesting journeys and mm-hmm. um, perspectives with this. Mm-hmm. So, I think we're going to share a little bit about that. Do you want to share first, Jensen? Yeah, I'll share first. Okay. Um, so Rachel knows what I'm going to say at the beginning here. Um, this journey probably started eighth or ninth grade for me and it did start, I'm sure it would have happened at any point and not putting any blame, but it definitely did start when Rachel went on a diet (laughs) and I, Rachel and I were Uh besties back then and Rachel was like, and my diet was not eating. (laughs) Yeah. Rachel's like, I'm just going to like not eat and cut all my calories. And I'm like, I'm just going (laughs) to never eat again. And Jess is like, good idea. I'm like, oh I could lose some weight too. I don't even know. I just was like, oh, I could like restrict. That's the whole thing. Like what? We were in like eighth eighth and ninth grade. grade. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Definitely started there. And (laughs) what I would do normally is eat this perfect, and and when I say perfect, like perfectly regimented diet throughout the week. Like I was probably not even hitting 1200 calories. Like I was under eating so badly where I'd have like an apple with like cinnamon at like 6 a.m. I'd be hungry by 8 a.m. but wouldn't eat lunch till 12 and then I'd have like I don't know, like a turkey wrap with like turkey and like a hundred or eighty calorie like tortilla and then like some fruit and a rice cake. The turkey cake. wrap, the the food. <laughs> That's the same thing I had. Like that must be Pro- like no, the I, niche food not, of like because well, like turkey low calorie, like you know, everything was like uh-huh. find the lowest calorie things. I also was an athlete and a runner at this time, which is super unhealthy. I was mm-hmm. running long distance, playing both basketball and softball. Um, I would never have snacks. Like, when we, I'd go to, like, a party, no, I could never. Like, how does everyone else get to just, like, have a cookie? I couldn't do that or else I would ex- implode. I remember at the dugout during softball games, we would always have, like, cupcakes and cookies and candy. And I just sat there like, I have better willpower. I'm not going to eat any of this when I'm starving. Um, I remember going to Wendy's after a softball game and I would never get, like, fries or a Frosty, which were, like, obviously the best thing at Wendy's. But I would get, like, a, tur- a grilled chicken wrap with apple slices and I'd be like, yeah, I'm full. Um, not healthy at all. But then, well, also, I was cold all the time, didn't have regular periods, was not in good health at all. Um, and I would, and I ended up get, gaining more of like a binge eating disorder. So what happened was I lost a lot of weight and then I was like so restrictive that on the weekends I would just go balls to the wall and like <laughs> eat everything in sight. And then I would end up feeling so terrible on Sunday. I remember just like crying in front of the mirror because I felt massive because I truly ate more than my body even wanted. And then Monday morning, back on the grind. And then Friday night would roll around. Oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And it that probably cycled for like two years. And I ended up gaining more weight than I'd even started back in like eighth or ninth grade, which obviously our bodies fluctuate, but it was just not good. And then I ended up kind of getting back into those habits where I wasn't binge eating, but I was eating less. Um, so I definitely like graduated high school, like my lowest weight, definitely restricting, but it was never like she has an eating disorder. It was just more that orthorexic, like mm-hmm. eating super healthy and clean again, not was not healthy or clean, but that's what I had in my mind. So I went off to college, um, restricted really bad in college was definitely my thinnest, like ribs were out, was freezing all the time, still not regular periods. Then I started running marathons on top of that. So good. Let's just starve ourselves and then run 26 miles. That's that's got to be good. Um, So college was not great in that sense. I definitely, as college went on, I did get a little bit better. I was eating more. I mean, I did gain a little bit of weight, but it was like super healthy weight. Like I actually looked normal, but I think anyone who's gone through anything like this, like even if you gain healthy weight, it's still like, oh no, 
I'm letting myself go. What are people going to mm-hmm. think of me? And I remember senior year of college, um, shout out to my roommate Claire and my friend Madison. They both like said to me, like, you need to see someone. Like, your habits are not okay. So senior year of college, like the last two months of school, I ended up seeing like the registered dietitian or nutritionist on campus. Wish I would have started freshman year because one, it was free in my tuition. She was amazing. And I only had like two months to work with her and it was like, Mm. dang it, missed out on that. So, um, but that was really good. And I'm really, really grateful for my friends that were looking out for me. Um, So I think like ever since then, I've just been getting better and better with handling it. I started seeing a dietitian after college, so like around age like 22. Probably like saw her for like two years. And that was like leading up to our wedding because I didn't want to bring in any disordered eating habits into my marriage because that is just going to cause a rift. It's not healthy. It wasn't healthy for me. It wouldn't be healthy for Logan and I. Um, So this dietitian was like an anti-diet dietitian who just helped reframe my mindset. She's like, well, why do you, why do you put skinny on a pedestal? Why do you want to be smaller? Why? Like, and she was amazing. And I love my time working with her. Um, you know, she taught me a lot about like, you know, less focusing on like myself and more about like serving others. And that's like what God calls us to do is like, we're not supposed to be so self-focused. Um, you know, in my mind, I always thought like it's being someone super into running and fitness that like, if I gained weight that I was like, people would just think less of me when I knew in my mind that I needed to gain weight to truly be my healthiest self. Um, So after our wedding, I saw her for like a few months more and then I just felt like I was like in a good place. And I think there's still days that are hard. um, But honestly, since like finding this whole like when I went crunchy, um, I've really just learned how to nourish myself and I focus more on foods that nourish me. Um, when I say I don't count calories anymore, I truly don't. Rachel can attest to this. We could walk into a grocery store and we could look at 20 food items and we could name you how many calories there are. Our superpower that (laughs) we don't. Name a food, I'll tell you. (laughs) Um... But now it's just more about, like, what can I eat to nourish myself? Maybe it's higher calorie. That's okay. Maybe it has fat in it. That's great. We need healthy fats. Have I gained more weight since college? Absolutely. But I truly think I'm evolving into, like, the womanly body that I'm supposed to have. And that's also can be hard sometimes because, again, I think the world puts, like, this ideal body type on a pedestal. And I think we really need to make sure that our eyes are shifted to, one, God gave us our bodies we're, they're temples of the Holy Spirit. Like, we should be nourishing ourselves to honor Him, not to look a certain way. He didn't design us to have six-pack abs. He designed us to, like, be able to start a family mm-hmm. and to be able to just do His work on this earth. And I can't proclaim the gospel if I'm laying in bed because I feel undernourished and I'm tired all the time. Um, so I definitely would say that I'm still a work in progress. I'm really working on not comparing myself to like my old self because I think it's so easy. We think that comparison is just to other people, but we definitely do compare ourselves Mm -hmm. to past versions of ourselves. Um, but looking more of, I'm growing like, yeah, I might've been skinnier freshman year of college, but I didn't know the Lord. I didn't have my husband. I didn't know how to nourish myself. So seeing Mm -hmm. like where that growth has come from and like that, you know, a few extra pounds is not the end of the world when you're actually truly taking care of yourself. Um, and one last thing I'll add. Sorry, I'm rambling. No, um, it's great. During those times, I would be so fixated on food, always thinking about my next meal, always thinking about, okay, we're going out to dinner Saturday, so I should not eat during the day so I can save up my calories. Mm-hmm. And I was just so fixated on food. Like, going to parties was so stressful. Um, like holidays were tough and I ended up being so much on the holidays because I wouldn't have bread all year. So like, oh, I have six dinner rolls on Thanksgiving and feel like death. Um, (laughs) um, And now it's just like, I don't restrict things. So it's like, I can just have a piece of bread and be like, okay, great. That was awesome. And I can have a piece tomorrow if I want to. And I'm not like so Mm -hmm. hyper fixated. Like, I don't know what I'm having for lunch today, but I'll figure it out. Like for me, I would have been like, okay, I'm having this. And having I'm to plan it out. Plan yeah. it all out. And it just, and that's not healthy for my marriage. That's not healthy for any of my mental health or relationships. And it's so nice to look at food now as nourishing and looking at meals as times to spend with loved ones. Like mm-hmm. holidays is not about the food, but it's about the people you're with. Um, so I think like, and again, this has been time and years and it didn't just happen overnight. And it's something I need to keep reminding myself of. Um, but that's pretty much my story so Rachel for sharing of course yeah maybe I should have started since I started your journey for you (laughs) so Rachel 
to go way back, as you can see. So I was a bad influence, and I do feel guilt oh for my that. Gosh. Please stop. Um, but you know, I was going through my own stuff, which I'm about to share. Mm-hmm. So middle school, I had a little extra pudge on me, like just a little, but like I. I wasn't healthy, okay, so it was, like, unhealthy pudge, too, because I had very poor eating habits, like, wasn't in any sports, ate literal, like, trash. I had gone to private school in elementary school, and then I transferred to public school mm-hmm. right for middle school. So I think, like, you're a little more sheltered in a mm-hmm. private school environment, and you don't have as big of a pool of people to compare to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then during, like, that that transferring to public school I'm like oh like I need to be skinny like everyone else you know what I mean so I wanted to lose weight so I did what I always saw people do that worked in my life or people I had known which was cut calories right um and I also at the same time synonymously started like trying to work out at home and then soon after running with a friend who was doing cross country um So that was, like, I kind of started my journey, right? So I started out by counting calories and, like, okay, whatever. And it quickly became obsessive to where I ate down or I wrote down the calories I ate in every food. Like, I literally had pen and paper notebook. And, like, before I ate a meal, like, say my parents cooked something from scratch, I am, like, figuring out what the recipe as a whole – I mean, good math practice. I'm figuring out what the recipe as a whole the calories were, looking at all the ingredients in our house, and then figuring out for a portion what my calories are going to be to the point where I wouldn't go over a certain amount every single day doing this. And so it it became obsessive. um, And it got to the point where I started exercising more, eating less. Um, By the time I, like, got into high school – um I had lost a good amount of weight like close to 30 pounds which was probably more than I had on me to lose um but it wasn't enough like my body image got even worse Mm -hmm. the more I lost um and I became even more obsessive with Mm -hmm. like this little lifestyle I had created um so early high school I'm like I I can tell you right now this was my day wake up I eat one fiber one brownie 90 Mm -hmm. calories um then either skip lunch or you never ate lunch one piece of turkey on a wrap if I ate lunch I never bought a school lunch all of high school I never bought a school lunch and I rarely ate a lunch like I was just known for not eating you were like I was like wow Rachel's so strong she doesn't eat lunch (laughs) Rachel's willpower yeah like how um I remember literally my I had a history period after lunch and I would chew gum And I remember my stomach hurting so bad from hunger pains. Like, it was literally eating its stomach lining. That is is what was happening. I could not focus. I had no idea what happened in that class the whole year. Like, but I liked the feeling because it made me feel, like, empty Mm -hmm. and skinny, which is, it was, like, something I was struggling with Mm -hmm. at the time. Um, So, eventually, it, it morphed into me running over six miles a day, eating less than 500 calories for, like, several years on end and and that's just not sustainable my body had no fuel to work on I felt faint a lot of the time I got down to a really low weight um for my height and again I'm sure people were like yeah Rachel doesn't eat Mm -hmm. but I no one ever was like hey you need to get help or anything because I think I was able to maintain it in a way that I was like oh I just don't eat lunch or something like that like I'm sure people said like she's got an issue yeah but no one like ever was like hey, you need some help. Mm. (laughs) Like, they were just like, "Mm, that's Rachel. She starves herself. So, um, yeah, I I really was into it like that. Occasionally, I'd allow myself a cheat day like once a month. And I would just like completely binge and be so sick. Um, But that wasn't like a, a continuous pattern for me. It was more like I'd save up and create a list of foods I wanted that were off limits. Mm-hmm. And then eventually just allow myself once I like hit a new goal weight or something. Like yeah. it was a reward and it was like a one-time thing and I was done. Um, And so, yeah, I <laughs> I was like not doing great. Um, But I, I didn't recognize it at the time. Like I felt like I was like, like I was almost prideful in it. Like, mm-hmm. My willpower was better than everyone's. And I was, like, Mm -hmm. running more miles and eating nothing. And, Mm -hmm. like, 
you know, I I loved that feeling. It was like a high almost. It was. It yeah, it was an addiction of sorts. Um so I think for me really when I started to to see that that wasn't healthy was I went on a mission trip in high school when I was probably like I think I had just turned 16 um to Haiti and my family had been involved doing mission stuff there and it was my first trip and I was excited because like my family had said when you go down there you know sometimes you don't always get lunch or like you know it's small meals because we're out doing stuff on the ground and then like you never know and I was excited because I was like good, maybe I'll lose weight. It's hot and I'm going to sweat a lot and not eat. Like, that was my perspective going into my first mission trip. Like, good, can lose a few pounds. Um, And then I got there and it was a really good trip and it was really, like, convicting for me because there was a point where we went up to some villages and there were children that their stomachs were, like, distented, um, Mm. distented uh, because they were starving to death. Like, they were a few days from death, um, from not having food, starving. And I think it just hit me really hard that I was just insanely, like, self-focused and selfish. The fact that I was privileged enough to be starving myself and then so focused on myself when there were people that literally were dying because they didn't have food and then I'm starving myself purposefully it was just it was such a juxtaposition um and it just yeah it really impacted me and so after that really gave me some perspective I wanted to do better tried to do better um and that was kind of the start of my journey of healing I that was a long time it took like over eight years of you know, trying to do better and then sometimes falling back into bad mm-hmm. habits and patterns. And um, at points of time during that journey, I became um, a little more like almost orthorexic with it, which orthorexic is where you like obsessively, it's like health and fitness related. Mm-hmm. So it's not like anorexia where you're just starving yourself. Mm-hmm. It's more like you're obsessive about the things you're eating and way you're working out for like health and fitness related goals. Mm-hmm. So I think I kind of swung to that pendulum a few times of like counting macros or counting calories for like fitness goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that wasn't healthy for me either with, with where I started because it was still, I hadn't fully healed. And um, so then, I mean, I guess I'll just, I'll just go into like my full healing mm-hmm. of like when I really got past it was actually like even leading up to beyond college, um, I graduated college and then I was going to be getting married. I was in a much better place than I had ever been, but I was still in a place where food kind of had a hold on me and exercise mm-hmm. and like I could not miss workouts. Like those were non-negotiables mm-hmm. of the day. Um, I was still working out like I was doing two a day workouts up to my wedding, mm-hmm. like running however many miles a day and then lifting for however long. It still wasn't healthy habits. And so um, I went into marriage and I didn't want to carry unhealthy habits into marriage. And I had done a lot of healing up to that point. But after getting married during the COVID shutdown, which was a few months after our wedding, Mm -hmm. I really was like, I need to completely get freedom from this. I really need to just not think about my body to be okay with whatever it is and I think that kind of evolved as I was getting more crunchy and more like all these things so I during like the COVID shutdown period was a real like healing time for me I completely got rid of the scale I did reverse dieting where I allowed myself to eat anything I wanted in any quantity for as long of a time period as I wanted until I was like you know what, it's it's time for me, like I'm craving some veggies or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I stopped working out completely intentionally and that was maybe the hardest thing um, because I, I do believe exercise is healthy for you, but I could not have a healthy relationship mm-hmm. with it yeah. without it being used as like a punishment or a way to reach goals. And so I, I cut myself off from it for a short period of time. And um, if I was craving movement, I'd allow myself to go for walks or do like light stretching. But mm-hmm. it was, I, I had to do that. Um, I gained weight. This was also synonymous with the time that I was going off birth control. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I was like full in mm-hmm. on a healing journey yeah. 
Full send. Full send, right? <laughs> so I gained weight, like probably more weight than I ever had in my life. Um, I didn't know how much, I didn't have a scale. I could just see that I had gained weight. Um, I outgrew a bunch of my clothes and I kept in that until I could come to peace with my body and and be okay with things like not fitting in clothes and with my body not looking a certain way or not knowing what weight it was. And that took like months, like over six months. And it was hard to stay in that, in that journey. Um, and eventually though, through that, my body kind of resettled as at its natural set weight, mm -hmm. which was a higher weight than I had been for years but where it was in like a safe place mm -hmm. of what it actually needed in order to run and in order to function. Um, and I mean this, at that point it was almost 10 years I had been wow. without like a break of some sort of dwelling on food, mm -hmm. exercise, those types of things. Um, and so, I mean, now I'm at a place where that's, that is several years ago and I've really come to a place where food does not, rule my life or my mind like you said like I don't know what I'm eating today and that's okay and if it's pizza with my family tonight or if it's a salad like it doesn't matter you know what I mean it only matters as far as am I nourishing myself and fueling myself for the things I want to do and the goals I have and you know I I um now weigh more than I did when I initially started that journey mm -hmm. in middle school mm -hmm. but I know that my body has actual muscle on it now. It's strong. It's capable. I have a little extra body fat on me that I will, God willing, be able to carry a child because I have what I need to support yeah. that. Where I was before, I don't think that that would be a possibility for me in the future because yeah. my body was not safe, secure, or healthy to be in a place to like sustain my life, let alone another life. Mm -hmm. And I think too, with all of this, just really coming to a place where it's not about me. Like I, my body was literally created for me as a vehicle to accomplish my purpose in this earth and serve mm -hmm. and love others yeah. and like glorify God with it. And then like for me to be dwelling on that and that being the focus of my mm -hmm. life was just so off base that continually coming back to that has kept me in a place where it's like I don't need to dwell on food and stuff mm -hmm. and I need to nourish my body but still it's that mm -hmm. line of teetering like that can even become a unhealthy fixation of yeah. like I need to eat enough nourishing things yeah. and stuff like that so just really having balance there of where that's not ruling my life not ruling my mind mm -hmm. and I am content with where my body's at, no matter where that is, and whatever I eat day to day, yeah. like listening to my body, being really in touch, and not making it all about me and my body every day, you know? That's so good. One thing I um I came became a believer um age 2021, 20, I was like sophomore, junior year of college. And again, this was also a time I was trying to heal. And there was just a, a piece of scripture that really stood out to me that um, it's actually, it's Matthew six twenty five, and it's, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear is an, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. And I thought that was just so powerful. Like we're not meant to be obsessing about this stuff. Like truly like food is actually just what we need as fuel to get through mm -hmm. our day so we can do our purpose. Obviously food is like family time and traditions and taste mm -hmm. and joy. Food is so much more than that. But I think like we become so fixated on it. And I think just like knowing that that's not the most important thing mm -hmm. and getting to that mindset and like knowing that like that's what God calls us to um, and obsessing about clothes fitting a certain way and looking a certain way and being this fit, like that isn't how we're designed to be. And mm -hmm. I think um, that's definitely been a journey and it's still a journey. And I think a lot of people are on that and it's hard to like, and it's easy to get hard on yourself when you do obsess about that stuff, but like giving yourself grace, like, you know, we're mm -hmm. not perfect. The world is constantly shoving in our face how we should look, how we should eat, how we should be, you know, diet mm -hmm. culture is so profound out there. And I think just having grace that if you do have bad days or you do have like bad body image days or things like that, like it's, it's mm -hmm. okay. We're human. We're not saying like we're healed and we're perfect and nothing bothers us. Like it's it's a lifelong journey of healing um yeah I think um too like 
sorry if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't, I'm not a Christian and I don't believe the Bible, but I think it's, it's impossible for me to discuss this without sharing that part of it because for me that was so integral in my healing and I think otherwise like to just have hope in the world and that that's my basis I think I'd still be stuck in that and Mm -hmm. for me being able to really go back to where my relationship is with Christ Mm -hmm. and and having that view beyond just Mm -hmm. this world and understanding I'm purposed beyond Mm -hmm. just what's on this Mm -hmm. earth that was so important in my healing that it's like sorry but you're gonna have to hear it it's part of part of my unique journey so and something like even a non-christian approach that anyone can relate to something that someone told me that i think is so powerful is it doesn't matter what size jeans you wear nobody cares about that stuff like it does not change your value as a person like just thinking about rachel Mm -hmm. we've been friends since eighth grade and you've fluctuated clothing sizes and body weight and our friendship has not, mm-hmm. that has not affected our friendship in any way. I have not thought of you less or more in certain mm-hmm. seasons. Like, and I think people, we think that people think that about us. Like, oh, if she gains weight, like, man, I'm not going to like her anymore. And it's like, mm-hmm. people are so fixated on themselves. They're not even probably thinking about you. Yeah. I, a thousand percent. <laughs> like, I, no one cares as much as you care. Mm-hmm. And so care about the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> like nourishing your body and taking care of it. But um, yeah, so Jensen and I both kind of had our own unique journeys with this. Um, I think definitely, I mean, there's obvious negative side effects to being stuck in like a cycle of, of disordered eating behaviors. Um, I mean, like kind of like Jensen and I talked about being cold. Um, there's mood swings. There's potential of like... Um, you could lose your period or it could mess with like fertility issues, trouble sleeping. Um, you're also more likely to just have like weak and dehydrated muscles, um, irregular bowel movements. I, this is TMI, but (laughs) just share it. Just gonna share it. Um, literally in high school, I used to poop maybe once every 10 days for almost all of high school. And I didn't have bad gut health and Mm -hmm. I knew I didn't have food in me to poop. Okay. That was what was going on. Literally, my doctor told me that was normal. And, like, bad doctor. Slap on the wrist. No, that is not normal. Um, and, like, some of my friends that knew that used to be like, hmm, that's not okay. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, that can be a sign of it. And that wasn't healthy. And I wish someone would have caught it and said something. Um, but also just, like, your body isn't going to have the nutrients it needs in it for beyond right now when you're like a 20 something old that wants to look a certain mm-hmm. way like if i switch the perspective to i want to carry a child and then i want to care for this child and then i want to be 80 with my child's children running around babysitting them mm-hmm. like going on vacations hiking if I literally have no nourishment and my bone density is awful. I have no muscle on me. Like I'm withering away. I'm not going to be able to do those things that are like ultimately my goals beyond aesthetics. And Mm -hmm. like having to keep that in perspective too of like it's it's not all about aesthetics and look. Actually, it's it's not at all. (laughs) Like I think another big side effect or not side effect but just like an impact is just overall like quality of life. Mm Mm-hmm. The relationships around you, like, they're impacted more than you know by these things. I just know that, you know, when I obsess about my body or if I'm, like, super insecure or just going off on a tangent, like, that's not healthy for my marriage. Like, my husband loves me no matter what I look. And if I don't see myself as, like, beautiful or a child of God, it's it's frustrating for him because he sees me that way. And I know he's expressed that. And mm-hmm. shout out to him for loving me through those hard days and just encouraging me. Like, Jensen, you're, like better than how you are thinking of yourself right now Mm -hmm. um I yeah I want to say a thousand percent my Logan has the healthiest relationship with food I've ever seen that he just like has never thought about food in calories or how much he's eating or like he will leave one bite on the plate because he's full and I'm like how are you doing that like (laughs) how are you doing that um like we'll eat two oreos before bed sorry this is kind of crunchy but my husband loves the oreos um i saw the little jar (laughs) yeah yeah actually he's gotten a little bit away from them he's making his own health changes in his own time um but like he will eat to be satisfied and be done and like 
that's just innate in him. There's never been any other type of way he's thought of food uh, in like a disordered or unhealthy way. And I think he doesn't even like realize it or Mm -hmm. know. And like, I just think it's, it's the most beautiful thing. And I think about when we have kids someday, I don't want to be the one negatively impacting their mental thoughts towards food or their body. And I so hard right now want to work to get to a place where my children never see me say a negative thing about my body, myself, about them, or anything about food that's like Mm -hmm. an unhealthy thought. Mm -hmm. That this is bad food, this Mm -hmm. is good food, oh, you can't eat that, oh, I'm dieting. Mm -hmm. Like I think that can impact your children is when they're always seeing you like on a diet or doing these things because that's showing – you're not happy with your body either. Like, yeah. well, if she diets, I need to diet yeah. because she looks fine to me and I look just like my mom. Yeah. And then, like, maybe I don't look good if she yeah. doesn't. So I just think doing the healing now and and being self-aware of that um, can only help those future generations Absolutely. moving forward, hopefully. Absolutely. And I can speak from that. The scale was a big thing in my house growing up. Mm-hmm. And – I don't think my, my parents intentionally would never do it in a way to like harm me, but I would just watch mm-hmm. them. And if I like seeing like their reaction to being on the scale, like it just kind of taught me that habit. And I like thought that the scale was like everything. Mm-hmm. And I've absolutely outgrown that. We don't even have a scale in our house. But I think like children see their parents do things, whether like they realize it or not. And I don't ever want my children to say to me like, mommy why are you going to the gym and I'm like oh I need to burn off my lunch I ate too much today and then that's what they think so I think it's important Mm -hmm. like you're saying to just make sure we're trying obviously the world is out there diet culture is out there they're going to see things but at least from being in our household like we are going to speak life we are going to speak Mm -hmm. about food as fun and nutritious and joyful and not and again we're not going to restrict our kids from these foods as well like it's just going to be a healthy household so I think like Having that mindset now will help us. Yeah. I think right now people talk about almond moms a lot. Have you seen that at all? People, no. The term almond mom. No, maybe tell it's just me. like a TikTok thing. Um, so it's like a term they use for the moms that are always like the portions are really oh, small. Yeah, or like, yeah. oh, I can only have one almond as yeah. a snack. I think oh, that's okay. where it comes from. And like I look at that and I think a lot of people are like, oh, I had an almond mom. So that's why I'm so messed up or whatever. But I think I, I feel sympathy mm-hmm. for the, the people that are – that old that are moms that are still almond moms or whatever like we're saying the term is because what happened that they're so ingrained in their brain that like it's like everybody's enjoying a dinner together and they're like "Mm, I brought my own almonds or this or that and it's just I personally want to be in a place where like you said I can enjoy the people in the company and not dwell on something in an unhealthy way like that and that takes time and healing and I I think that's the thing with like disordered eating this becomes habits and Mm -hmm. like I said almost like addictive fixations at at points and so it's not something that's just like oh (laughs) I'm done (laughs) having disordered eating like Mm -hmm. that's a journey and Mm -hmm. it's always going to be and there's Mm -hmm. always going to be times where you're like doing better or doing worse Mm -hmm. with it but I think keeping a healthy perspective throughout and and the longer you're able to continue through that mm-hmm. healing the better it's gonna get mm-hmm. and um anyway that's the that is the experience I've had like I feel healthier now than I ever have even with more extra like body fat and weight on me mm-hmm. like I know right now in like gym terms because I've been very into lifting mm-hmm. for the past like eight months or whatever I could lean out mm-hmm. like I've got muscle under body fat mm-hmm. I know I could lean out but doing that is going to take me to an unhealthy place of diet culture. And if my body wants that, it's going to naturally go there. If I'm eating these nourishing foods and eating like not in extreme excess and stuff. And so if my body's happy at the set weight it's at, that's where I'm going to stay because that means it feels safe here. If I'm having consistent menstrual cycles that's telling me like my menstrual health, like we've said before, that's like the fifth vital sign. Mm -hmm. Like, my body's giving me all these signs it's healthy, so why do I need to? Mm-hmm. It, the only reason would be for aesthetic point of view. Mm-hmm. And then that gets into like, 
why? Why do I need to do that for aesthetic point of view then? Wait, can I say something? Do you remember like the term that we would use in high school? Like, you're like, scaring me. I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> but, like, first off, commenting that people are super skinny is not healthy whatsoever. But like, I know we used to like live for those comments. Remember we'd say like, you're such a skin min. And so like a skinny mini. And you'd be like, you're such a skin min. I'm like, why? But we would just say that. I'm like, why are we saying this? Say it's the so, weirdest say things. Say the weirdest things that are also just like super unhealthy and like mm-hmm. making you want to be like, I am skinny. You're like, don't yes. eat today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know, and maybe you have something to add to this, Jensen, just like I said, I don't want anyone to ever feel like guilt or shame, and this is more us just sharing personal stories Mm -hmm. and kind of like what we did, Mm -hmm. and for me, like, reverse dieting and, and really like staying in a place of discomfort for a long period of time until I did the inner healing, Mm -hmm. like, was what helped me to like truly fully heal finally Mm -hmm. but that might not be the case for someone else and like each person's unique and your journey's unique and so I don't want you to be like well Rachel said basically binge eat for six months straight and throw your scale out and like just be living with it no because like that can become unhealthy too and you can fall into habits so there's a lot to do with intent behind it and heart behind it and where you're at as Mm -hmm. an individual so I think like if you're in a similar struggle or have been, mm-hmm. taking all of that into consideration, um, talking to someone who's yeah. professional yeah. and can give you professional advice. Yeah, I'm going to add that. I would definitely say if you feel like you're in a place where you need to talk to someone, like me talking to that dietitian was the best decision I ever mm-hmm. made. Because honestly, she'd be like, how are you doing? And I'd be like, well, I had these negative thoughts and I said this and I did this. And just, it was really honestly someone to keep me super accountable. And I was very honest mm-hmm. with her. Um, and I definitely grew in that time and it definitely helped to heal me. But I always say like, you can't heal what you hide in the dark. Like you need to mm-hmm. just bring it to light. Tell people around you that you're struggling. Obviously you don't need to like post on Instagram, like struggling with an eating disorder. Um, tell me I'm skinny. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Don't do that. But telling people around you like that you trust that are going to speak life mm-hmm. into you to hold you accountable that it can shoot you a text say hey how are you doing like have you made any like 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 how's your progress going are you having negative thoughts I think it's so good to just share that with people because the people around you love you and want you to get better and you know everyone's healing journey is different and again giving yourself grace along the way you're not going to wake up tomorrow mm-hmm. and be healed you might wake up five years from now fully healed maybe it's two years maybe it's an ongoing thing mm-hmm. we're all different but I think just like giving yourself time and grace and knowing it's not like a straight uphill like you're gonna have low days and high days and it's it's not linear growth and that's okay it's life is a journey mm-hmm. we're always evolving just give yourself grace I think don't be scared to talk to someone either and share about it or as someone who maybe doesn't struggle with this to say something mm-hmm. to a friend that you're yeah. concerned about because like What I will say is we did this project in high school where we, I think it was our health class, um, and it was like you were supposed to track your food for a week. Literally, I wish I still had it. Mine was like under 300 calories every day of the week, and then Saturday was like a binge day, and I submitted it, like honestly. And I just got A+, plus and a check mark, and I was like, hmm. Okay, Red like, flag. yeah, you know, and, and I just wish someone would have said something to me because I was the type of person that it would have embarrassed me mm-hmm. if someone caught it. And that might have been enough of a kick in the butt yeah. to have me make a change. And that might not be for everyone, like, the same situation. Other people mm-hmm. might be like, well, if it embarrassed me, I'd make it even more secret. Mm-hmm. But for me, I wish someone had, like, been like, get you some help yeah. or something. Like, yeah. not just, like oh, she's getting too skinny, like, behind my back. And and I think the thing is, too, again, like we said, those stats at the beginning, 91% of college campus women admit to controlling their weight through dieting. And mm. 9% of the population have an eating disorder. So, like, I think it's something you do closet and, yeah. like, you kind of feel alone in. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, it's not really a problem. I can fix this any day. Mm-hmm. But, like, can you? Mm-hmm. Can you make the change um, that you need to on your own? Or or do you need to talk to somebody? Because yeah. that's okay. We all need, like, some support sometimes. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, I think, 
I think don't be afraid to talk to someone and just really trying to work to switch that mindset to health over appearance or Mm, aesthetics every day, keeping Mm -hmm. the focus on am I healthy, Mm -hmm. not how do I look. Yeah. And then lastly, just stick in it. It's going to be a lifelong thing, even if it's something you overcome. Like I feel in a really good place and Mm -hmm. I have for several years. Mm -hmm. I'm like – I could foresee, like, after you have a kid, everybody's like, when are you going to lose the baby weight? Or, like, mm-hmm. there's all these things. Just you have to view it as a lifelong journey. Yeah. Like, this is stuff that, as a young girl, you may have started. Mm-hmm. A young child, like, mm-hmm. that this has been built into your brain that you have to continually fight against it. Um, and so I think just, just yeah. Do you have anything to add? No, to that's all I have. I think that was probably our longest episode. Was but it? We, <laughs> we definitely had a lot to say, and I hope that it was impactful for you, um, mm-hmm. that you took away something from it, that if you are struggling, that just knowing you're not alone in this. Like I think Rachel was saying, sometimes we feel alone, and mm-hmm. you're definitely not, um, and I hope this can just be an encouragement to you. Yeah, we just wanted to share our journeys. This is more of us like sharing personal journeys. Mm-hmm. We don't have like – a ton of advice because mm-hmm. again this is something really personal and mm-hmm. unique to mm-hmm. each person but um hopefully it helped you in some way even if it's just like helping you to try to encourage a friend or talk to one or yeah absolutely yeah but thank you for listening Thanks. and we will talk soon yeah bye guys. bye guys remember although we talk all things health and wellness here this is not medical advice and you should always seek out your medical professional for further questions thanks again for listening please remember to share comment and subscribe to help support our podcast